Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Smith. No matter what goal you're working towards, I hope to show you that Chasing Health does not have to be a difficult or scary ordeal. Join me and my guests as we talk about all things related to becoming a best version of yourself, whether that's through nutrition, fitness, mindset, or life topics in general, we've got you covered. All right, let's not waste any more time and dive right into the show. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Coaches Roundtable. This week, again, it is just Chris and I. Um, Brevin is still out on his break, but hopefully coming back very, very soon. Um, but we've got some questions for you guys today. But what's up, Chris? How's it going? Not too shabby. How's everything going with you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Getting back into this routine. I know we were just talking about that right before we hit record. Like, I, I feel like the holidays are always nice. And, and this year I didn't even really do much for a holiday, but like, um, but it's just so nice. Like once you get through it, it's like, all right, time to get back into that routine again. I, you know, I felt like I was, we had Thanksgiving and then I traveled for two to three weeks up in Michigan and then came back and it was house sitting and then Christmas. And it's like, I'm ready just to get back into routine again. <laughs> Just start start after the new year, like everyone else. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Got a couple more days. So let's just put put it off. Uh, yeah, but I wish um, I wish yeah. my uh, Christmas vacation was uh, a little bit more laid back. But it was a lot of driving. Um, you know, as you know, driving mm-hmm. about what was that total like eighteen hours, nineteen hours in a, in a vehicle. Um, but had some great no. family time seeing a niece and nephew roughhousing with them and yeah i'm definitely ready to get back into a routine as well and i've actually started this week like i'm mentally in my head i'm trying to like no days off from the gym right now for like until january 31st like whether that like i just want to go to the gym and make it intentional because i think i need to build up that consistency like we somebody I was in in the comments with somebody yesterday and she was like, well, what did you work? And I was like, I just did like uh chest and back. Like right now for me, like it's just about going and building up, that up as a habit again and just build, showing consistency there. I'll get into a more structured plan as it goes, but I just want to show up every day right now. That's where I'm at. Yeah. How's things no, going? I, I get that. Going pretty good. Going pretty good. Like just, you know, again, like I've, I, I'm also trying to get back into like a more established gym routine. Like the past couple of weeks have been a little bit rocky just again with everything going on. Um, but ready to again, like just all, all a part of like getting back into this routine. Like this week, it's like getting back into the gym again, like, you know, at least consistently because I've been going just a lot less consistent. Um, it, it, it wasn't very consistent when I was in Michigan. Like I had access to a gym to use, but like it just I didn't have a car all the entire time. And like then just it, it was just a big like to do <laughs> like trying to get to the gym and then yeah. once i got back it was just crazy routine so yeah but overall i'm going good just trying to get back into the routine of things again absolutely absolutely and that's actually uh leading into our first question um we got three questions today right and yeah guys it, we what we need really from you guys is we need more questions um some of the questions that we came up with today were actually from some clients that have asked some, you know, asked us some questions, but we want to hear from you. Uh, this, you guys literally are the ones that keep this episode going, right? 
And if you guys want, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people do love this episode. We hear really great things about how like, oh, I love your Q&A episode. I don't know what that says about our other episode. Um, but um, <laughs> yeah, we definitely need some questions though, Chase, right? Yeah, no, I, guys, like, please, like any and all questions. And even if like, I know some of you all have asked like two, three, four, five questions, which is great. Like ask 20 more. Like there's not like a, a limit. There's not like you can, only, you can ask too many questions. Like ask all the questions and the small questions, the big questions, the easy questions, the difficult questions, like ask a lot of different questions because the more you ask, the more you're going to get out of this. And again, like we can keep, you know, bringing more scenarios and things like that. The conversations we're having with clients to this, but we also know that it may not be helping you. So we let's answer your questions, whatever you may be having. We can keep it anonymous if you want us to, if, you know, just send us a message, ask your questions. And I can guarantee you, if you're asking the question, there's a lot more other people that, that are out there that are also wondering the same thing. Like how many times you've been listening to one of our episodes and you're like, that's a really good question. I've never thought of it that way. And then we answer your question. So like ask the questions, keep them coming. If, cause again, like, like Chris said, you know, like you all keep this podcast going. And so we'd love to keep the coaches roundtable series going, but with that guys, we're going to need your questions as well to keep it going. Yeah. And it, no matter how, beginner you feel that question is or how advanced that question is like just ask away we'll give you guys our honest opinion i'm sure you guys have realized that we like to keep things as simple as we can um but there's really like chase said there's no such thing as a dumb question um so ask away we're here for you guys and we love to support you through this episode yep awesome well chris number one we have here why does exercise order matter Love this yeah. question. Yeah, um, it actually does matter. Um, and I think it matters because you want to exert the most energy. It's almost, I, I guess I, where my mind first went was cardio before you work out kind of mentality. Like, mm-hmm. because I like to save my cardio for after I work out because, well, my priority is strength training. I think that's one thing that you guys will, might pick up on that we really emphasize strength training in our program. And the reason is, is like the priority principle, almost like that mm-hmm. there's certain principles to training. It's a priority principle. And it's the same thing as exercise. You want to use, I like to use my compound movements first because I'm exerting the most energy to push through those workouts or push through those exercises. So I like to do mostly my, my legs because those are some of your bigger, bigger muscle groups. Um, so I like to do my legs first on any day that I'm working my legs in another movement. I'll always do squats, deadlifts, um, first, and then I'll do some of the smaller muscles later on, like my biceps, which is, you know, it's a very small muscle group, so it's not exerting the most energy triceps. I actually like to superset them, um, as well, Mm -hmm. just to speed up my workouts. And it's, you're, you're only hitting one, one of those muscles. So it's not a compound movement, but that's why exercise order matters for me. Yeah. And also like, because what can happen sometimes in, is if you do your, you know, accessories, like your biceps, your tricep movements, you know, your like sh- smaller shoulder like movements, like your lateral, ra- lateral raises and things like that, or like ab work and things like that. If you're doing all that beforehand and fatiguing those muscles, then they're going to be too fatigued to really help out and allow you to work the bigger muscles when you're doing like Chris said, like the squats, the deadlifts, you know, things like that, that are going to work your bigger movements, your more compound movements. 
And so again, like there is a method to the madness. Now I will say that like a lot of times when you look at a program, usually it's like, I'd say like, and correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, if you've seen differently, but you just like the first two or three are the ones that like really matter the order. And I've told clients in the past, like if you get your accessories and it's like, you know, you have biceps first, like a, let's say like a bicep machine or a bicep cable curl or something like that, but it's being taken and it's like, all right, well, let me go just do my triceps first. Like that order doesn't really matter. It's going to be mostly just the first, like the bigger movements. Usually, like I said, those first like one, two, maybe first three movements with the exercise or the workout, I should say. Yeah, I look at it as if I'm doing lat, lat pull downs and I just burned out my biceps beforehand, I'm yeah. probably only going to be pushing. I typically will push like 160, 180 on the lat pull downs. I'm probably pushing 120 to 140 because I just burned out my biceps and your biceps is that secondary muscle that you're using in that. Um, it's actually chest press. If you burn out your triceps or your shoulders beforehand mm-hmm. and then you go to chest press, like, your bench is going to suck. You're not going to be hitting it as hard as you possibly can, which means you're not building those muscles up. And, you know, guys, that's why the, it, the exercise order matters is like there's secondary muscles and um, that you're using through these exercises that you don't want to burn out. And chest press, like for instance, you're using, obviously you're building your chest, you're building your shoulders and your triceps. So like, why would you want to burn those secondary muscles out first and then go to that? chest exercise yep exactly so yes long story short yes exercise (laughs) matter does matter do your bigger movements first then you have a little stuff later um yeah next is i've never been one to diet or try to lose weight but this year i'm wanting to start i'd like to lose about 20 the 20 pounds this upcoming year what is the best way to start i like this so yeah, we, we've talked a lot about like the best way to start um, weight loss programs or what to avoid. I'd maybe go that route. Like, let's let's look at things that you should probably avoid. And I think the biggest thing is always have sustainability in mind, no matter what you're doing. Um, that's got to be number one. And mm-hmm. then number two, it's got to fit into your lifestyle, which kind of plays into the sustainability factor. But like, you have to have a program and a nutrition program that actually fits into your lifestyle. So if you're around a bunch of kids and you know, you're a busy mom and you're always have snacks in the house and these kind of things, like maybe you should probably incorporate carbs, some sort of carbs and like give yourself that grace because well, you're going to be around a lot of those foods and probably eating some spoonfuls off of of macaroni off your kid's plate, (laughs) you know, things like that. Let's just be real about it. So like a plan has to fit into your lifestyle. Um, But honestly, just get started somewhere. Don't delay it. And I love like Chase, Chase, we kind of talked about this a few weeks ago and you were just like, just grab water, like just do something to get started, whatever that looks like. And I, I completely agree. I think everyone gets so paralyzed by just getting started. Where it's like, just start somewhere, just go to the gym, go get a gym membership today, then, you know, go to the gym tomorrow, hit your water goal today, like, wherever you're going to start, just start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's the biggest thing is don't overcomplicate it. Don't try to overthink it. Just find something, whether like Chris, the, the gym membership, the water, you know, prioritizing like what foods you're eating, like try to eat like some more protein, like don't even like, you don't even have to jump right in the tracking, you don't have to jump right into like going to the gym five days a week, like just 
pick up something and start doing something. And you'll, you'll learn a lot as you go. I think that's where a lot of people start to mess up is they feel like they have to know everything and know how to do everything before they even start. And I get that. Like, I feel like there's that, that urge for a lot of people to like want to know what they're doing correctly. So they do it the right, the first way, but there's a lot of things that you really, I don't want to say you can't mess up. Cause obviously you can mess up a little bit. Like if you're doing something like super restrictive and like crash dieting and things like that. But like when it comes to like, you know, what's the best type of protein, like just eat protein, like how much water should I drink? Like just start drinking water. Like how much, you know, how many servings of veggies should I have a day? Like just start having some veggies throughout your day. Like you can like <laughs> learn the details and the specifics later on as you go. But like, just let's just start doing something. And then eventually you'll start picking up more and more as you go. Like I think about when I first started, like it was like eating, you know, high quality foods, not eating a lot of processed stuff, like getting to the gym. Like at that time, like, Sure. Like I look back, like I wasn't strength training as much as I should be. I look back, you know, I was like restricting a little bit, probably too much more than I should have in the very beginning. Like there's little things that you'll look back and be like, yeah, maybe I didn't do all that right when I first started, but I did something and it got to me where I'm at today. So I think that's the biggest thing is like find what that one thing is that you can do to start. And then you can always just learn. You're going to learn more and do more as you go along. Yeah, I have a great place where like not to start and I was actually in um, looking at another group on a feed. Uh, it was a keto group that came across my feed. And somebody was like, oh, I've had, uh, I feel so sick to my stomach. I've had nothing but like fruits and veggies today. And guys, like I want you to understand something about this is if you're going from a lifestyle where you're eating out five times a week, you're like eating 200, 300 grams of carbs a day. Don't just go down to 20 grams of carbs overnight. Like your body needs time to adjust. I actually did a video a long time ago on like if I was to do keto because it's like one of the most famous crappy diets out there. And like this is the way I would approach it. If you number one, it's track your cal track your calories and build awareness around where you're currently at and then make small adjustments. And I would encourage you to do the same thing. If you're just starting out, build awareness because it always starts there around what you're currently doing. And then if you're like, you know what? Yeah. Wow. I'm eating 400 grams of carbs right now. And I'm, my protein intake is at 60. Like I need to bring those numbers. I need, bring, need to bring those carbs down and get my protein up, slowly bring those, those carbs down and slowly bring the protein up. Like, don't just go overnight of like, I'm hitting 140 grams of protein and I'm cutting my carbs down to a hundred. Yeah. Your body, you you might get sick. Like you, you can't make mm -hmm. these drastic changes on either end of the pendulum of like, oh, I'm I'm going extreme 400 grams of carbs and then zero grams of carbs. You're not going to be sustainable with, with that. You're not going to be consistent with that. Um, but another another great way to get started is honestly we are going to be. Can I mention a, a little teaser here, Chase, about a little boot camp that we might be hosting? Because that's sure, a great point. Not too many started. details. <laughs> so we haven't rolled out all the details. We just know that we are going to be running a boot camp, um, which I'm super excited about because we've not structured what we've come up with so far. Anyways, uh, mm -hmm. we've never done anything like this, and I'm really excited about it. We had what, like over, over 110 over 120 comments on our post about about the boot camp so there's a lot of interest i'm i'm really excited so 
yeah, I'm really excited for it as well, which, by the way, guys, like if you're listening to this, technically our group gets first access. Um, <laughs> we're going to have it is going to be a certain amount of spots. So um, if you want access first to that, uh, make sure you're part of the group to, and we'll be announcing it there first. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's going to be a really great thing to like get this ball rolling for a lot of people. And and it's also like going to be timely of like, you know, everyone's getting started, like New Year's resolutions, like big goals. Like, and if you didn't listen to our Friday podcast that came out, oh, when was that? Like the 22nd, I think it was. Um, if you didn't listen to that podcast, um, definitely go check that out. It was about goal setting moment and um, building momentum. And it pretty much like how to like, um, cut through all the BS that's out there and figure out what to do moving forward um, for your new year's goals. So definitely going to be a great start for a lot of people. Yeah. I was also right. going to throw in there too, that guys, this isn't like a typical boot camp. You know, I I'm sure you're probably thinking of like doing crazy exercise and all this stuff. We're actually going to be touching base on all three facets of um, what we teach. It's nutrition, fitness, and mindset. So we're going to, we're going to, it's going to be a lot of education of like what you might want to do in this upcoming year to find something sustainable. So if you are just starting out or if you're 2023 didn't go out as planned, like you wanted to, and you were really inconsistent, this might be that kickstart that you need for 2024. Absolutely. Cool. Chris, what's number three? All right. I like this question. Um, I've been in a deficit for about two months. I started to see some progress in the first three to four weeks, but since then the scale hasn't gone down at all. I swear I'm doing everything right, but I just can't figure out how, how to get that scale moving again. What do you got chase? Yeah, this is the, I, I get that frustration and feeling like you, and nothing's worse than feeling like you're in diet mode and like your brain says you're doing all the right things. You're eating all the right foods. You're moving your body. You're, you know, working on all the things, but you're still not seeing that progress. And so I think first and foremost, like, are we actually measuring all forms of progress? I think that'd be one big thing I would bring up is like, are you taking your measurements? Are you taking your body comp photos? Because we've seen clients come through the program where like, I, who was it? You know, we were talking to somebody a couple weeks ago that has only lost probably like six to seven pounds, like still like great. And she's a little bit smaller. Um, and so that's a little more weight compared to, and she didn't have as much to lose, but she's also down like what, like. 15, 20, create some odd inches. Like it was crazy. Um, and so like yeah. so much more transformation from what you can see rather than what the scale shows. And so I think that's one really big thing. And then also like, are you tracking everything you're eating and consuming? Um, and this is like your bites, your licks, your tastes. Like, are you counting the crust off of little Johnny, little Johnny's sandwich that you're making for his lunch. Are you counting those spoons of macaroni and cheese at Christmas and earlier? Are you counting like licking the spoon when you're stirring something <laughs> like as you're cooking dinner? Are you, are you like all the, like the, the peanut M&Ms off your boss's desk? Are you counting the, the peppermint patty that you picked up off, you know, in the break room on the table? Like, are you all these little tiny things? Like, sure. Does like, a small handful of peanut M&Ms make or break the entire like day's worth of calories? No. But if you're having that, the crust, the macaroni and cheese, the peppermint patty, the whatever else it may be that's all around, that's going to add up to a few hundred calories possibly towards the end and take you out of your deficit. And so again, like your all of your meals and all of your snacks, maybe high protein, high veggie, high fiber, high quality foods, 
and you're like, what is going on? I'm doing all the right things, but you're not really looking at all these little tiny things as well. Um, and also it comes down to like how you're tracking that. We actually had something come up recently um, about something with a client. Um, Chris, you want to share a little more about that? Yeah. So we had a client kind of the same, same similar situation where she just really felt like she was doing everything right. Her ca- looking at her calories that were tracked, it was like, wow, she's in a deficit, pretty heavy deficit, and we're still not seeing progress. So we started to do some some digging. And I want to say kudos to that client because like she actually was tracking her food yes. um, regardless of what she was eating. And that, w- that helped us as coaches to look, go into the data and see what was going on. And what we found were just some things that were just not tracked correctly. Um, won't get really into the details of what it was, but it was like, yeah. um, just, and that's guys, it's, it takes a, um, it's a learning experience when you're, tra- when you're starting out tracking, it is a learning experience. You have to, it's something you have to get used to. It's almost like a habit that you have to instill in it. And it doesn't take long. Um, in the beginning, I always say like, it's what? a couple minutes, maybe in the beginning, maybe, maybe in the beginning, it's like five minutes of your day tracking your food. And then it gets down to like three minutes when you get really good at it and you get efficient, just like anything else as you practice it. But yeah, that we started to realize that there was like three, four items just in like two days that we looked at on her food log that were the numbers were skewed. It was, it was wrong. And by, it was off by a lot, like 250 to yeah. 300 calories on some, in some cases, which is some people's deficit. And guys, I want to be very clear. This is not to bring food scarcity or like, I know it sounds like crazy obsessive when we say like, you know, the licks or the smell, if you smelled the spoon, you better (laughs) crap, right? Yeah. um, Like we're not trying to bring this food scarcity or sound uh, like crazy obsessive about it, but a calorie deficit is needed to lose weight, plain and simple. And so if you are doing all of those little extra things of eating the macaroni or just that one chicken nugget off your kid's plate, like it adds up. And if you go in and you're mistracking this information by 200, 300 calories, you think you're eating 1200, 1300 calories. And actually you're eating like 16, 1700, which is your maintenance. That's a problem. Then we're not going to see, then we're not going to see progress. And we actually created a list of things that like specifically for these clients that I feel like I'm doing everything correctly and I'm just not seeing results. Like it happens, guys. Like I wish I could say that 100% of people that come into our program see amazing results. Like that's not not always the case. We, We struggle with these things as well. And we run into these situations as well with clients that we have to figure out. Um, but the fact that, you know, they're working with us, they're honest with us about their food, their data, like it allows us to coach them through these things and get them to see this awareness. And so I think, I think that that's probably the number one thing. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you agree is like mistracking or not tracking everything? Yeah, exactly. And also another one on this list that I love where Ellen lines are tracking is, are you tracking real time or later? Like, this is a big, big, big thing. And I know a lot of people hate it. And <laughs> I've I've gotten on some clients for doing this because it's just, you're not going to be accurate. Like if you are going back at the end of your day and plugging in everything you ate, you're one, you, you're not weighing things out. Like, I mean, I, somebody could, you know, please tell me if I'm wrong, but like, I, 
unless you can memorize every weight that you took of what you measured out for breakfast and what you measured out for lunch and dinner, and then you remembered all of that to measure it accurately at the end of your day, probably isn't the case. So like, I think that's the one big thing is like, take that time in real time, pre track it. If you have to like, like that's one thing I've told clients before, like, you know, they're like, well, I don't have the time to like find everything real time while they're still learning how to track. I'm like, pre track it. Like go ahead and like throw like your entire meal in there, what you're having. That way, when it comes time to actual log it real time, everything's already in there. You just have to adjust the measurements. Like actually, like once you weigh it out, then you can just go in there and like tweak it and say, all right, you know, instead of, you know, 50 grams out of 100 grams of this, and you can easily change that. But tracking real time is going to be so much more accurate, guys. Like you're going to miss things if you're going back at the end of your day or, you know, I've had people go back multiple days and like track the past two to three days. And I'm like. It's just, it's not going to be accurate. Like I, again, like I'm proud that you're doing that. Like you're doing something, but if we're not seeing the results, that's probably why one of the reasons why, um, you know, a couple yeah. other little things and we're not going to like hit on every one of these details, but I think a couple other things we can mention there are like, you know, are you hitting your water? Are you having regular bowel movements? Like we've had clients that have been constipated or dealing with other things that like the scale's not moving. And once we get their bowels in check, then they have more consistent bowel movements and you're going to see the scale movement. Um, are you getting your food from whole foods? How often are you eating out? You know, are you hitting your protein, your fiber? Are you tracking your liquid calories? Are you being consistent on the weekends? Like that's one thing where a lot of people, they, and I've, and I've even noticed this with some people's tracking is you'll track Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday's like a half day of tracking. And then Saturday, Sunday, is no tracking. Well, if that's the case, then it's going to make it really hard to know what happened on the weekends. So we need to create consistency on those days as well. What else do we got, Chris? Um, step goals, obviously really important. Uh, we like to push 7,000 steps plus, obviously, depending on where you're starting out. Once again, part of start, you know, going back to the last question, like if you're starting off getting a thousand cal or a thousand steps per per day, then try to hit 2000 and just slowly build mm -hmm. up to that. Um, but we try to push 7,000, um, working out, out as big. Um, I put in there two to seven times per week. Um, relationship with food. Are you being honest with yourself about your tracking or are you still struggling with binging? Like Chase said, are you, you know, going out on the weekends and giving in to situations and you're just like overindulging and you're just not honest with yourself, like, oh, I'm good, you know, five days out of the week, six days out of the week, but it's that one day that you're like 6,000, 5,000 calories. Um, like, so be honest with yourself about your relationship with food. Um, sleep is a big contributor to, obviously, sleep and stress kind of go hand in hand. If your sleep yeah. sucks, your stress is probably up. Uh, meal prep, kind of chase, you know, touch base on that is how many times you're eating out. And the reason why that's so important, guys, is because you really don't know how Billy Bob in the back is, you know, preparing your food. There's that an extra 300 calories right there that he maybe poured uh, a crap ton of olive oil or used the olive oil that, you know, from the table beside you to prepare their food. So like you really mm -hmm. don't know. And there's like an extra couple hundred calories there. Um, are you weighing each day like accurately consistently before before eating or drinking and like naked um so like there's there's definitely a list of things that we have here and you know you're going back to tracking real time or later and pre-tracking 
I was going to say, I have a client that's absolutely killed it. And I'm actually going to um, do a little bit of a, I'm going to do a video later into our Facebook group uh, about like a little testimonial of her about what she does to see these results. And one of them is every day at eight o'clock in the morning, I get like three dings on my phone that um, she logged her breakfast, she logged her mid-morning snack, and she logged her lunch. She pre-logs everything up until dinner. And that way she knows going into dinner exactly what she can prepare and eat for dinner. And it's huge. It makes a world of difference. Her whole day is planned out already. And that also sets her up for success. All her meals were planned out. So I want to highlight this one too, uh, Chase, and I'll have you touch base on this. I put at the top in bold of this form that Mm -hmm. I created, expectations of sustainable fat loss. What do you have on that? Yeah, I think that's a really big one. I've had clients come to me and they're like, this kale's just not moving as fast as I thought it would be. I was really hoping it would. And we go back and we're like, wait, hold on. Like, You've been losing a half a pound to a pound per week on average. That's fantastic results. A lot of you are probably used to losing two, three, four, five pounds a week. And like, sure, maybe like week one or two when you drop a lot of inflammation and water weight, like, you know, like just anytime you like go on to like some type of like diet or even just eating better or whatever you want to call it. Like we're going to probably see a first like little drop a little bit in the very beginning. Um, But then like once that water weight drops off, then it's going to be pretty slow. And you're also going to have weeks that aren't going to change at all. Like, you know, I I've had clients that have come to me and, you know, we'll have like two or three weeks at a time that like no progress, but the other weeks, the scale's dropping like crazy. And also like, are, and if you're seeing progress in one area, that that means you're doing something right, right? I think that's where, you know, I have um, another client that, um, you know, the scale hasn't been dropping as much, but inches and photos have changed a lot recently. And so we're like, all right, like we're going to keep doing what we're doing because it's working. Obviously it's working, right? Like if nothing was changing, yes, then we would need to have that conversation going back to the drawing board and figuring out what's happening. But just because the scale isn't moving and it's not moving fast enough for you and your liking doesn't mean that you are in a plateau or that you are doing something wrong. Like it could just be that you need to be a little more patient with your progress. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's the the number one that I put on there. It, the reason is, is because there's so many, let, let's just face it. We work with a lot of people that have tried a lot of extreme diets out there. Um, they've come from even eating 500 calories, 800 calories, where they're dropping like crazy every day they step on the scale and it's down another half pound. And they almost have this in their mindset of that's normal fat loss. That's not normal fat loss. Um, so that's why I wanted to make sure that we touched up based on that. Awesome. Cool, man. Well, that is all the questions we have for today. Again, guys, if you are listening to this and you have your questions for the show, be sure to drop them in the link. We'll have a submit your question down below. We need your questions to keep this thing rolling. Or if you have your questions and you want to send it to us, feel free to DM either of us and we'd be more than happy to get that on the show for you. Um, but other than that, anything else, Chris, do you have? No, it's awesome. If you're ever interested too in the, that boot camp that we mentioned, just let us know as well. We'll get you on the waiting list. For sure. All right, guys, have a good rest of your week and we'll talk to you guys next time. See. Once again, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Shades and Health podcast. 
I greatly appreciate you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, you can help me by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This really helps me become more visible to others. Also, share this episode with friends or family and take a screenshot of the episode and upload it to your stories. Be sure to tag me and my guests so we can be sure to say thank you. If you ever have any questions or feedback about something covered on the show, you're always welcome to send me a message. You can find me on Instagram at changing underscore chase. Have a great day, guys. And remember, you matter.